This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hands Shop First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. And special guest Clayton. Say hello, Clayton. Hello, Clayton. All right. But, uh, Today we're going to be talking about The Last Boy Scout. Scott, take it away. Okay, this is uh, safe to say Shane Black's biggest failure. <laughs> uh, I, I do have kind of a soft spot for it, but the, the general breakdown is this is one of the last... Uh, 80s action movies, even though it came out in 1991. Uh, so it takes place in a post-apocalyptic world, and this kid, after a nuclear devastation, is the last Boy Scout on Earth, right? He has Actually, all the merit badges, and <laughs> he, he has to get them to somewhere. Actually, it takes place in uh, Los Angeles, so it's not that far off. Mm. Uh, but yeah, we we get uh, Bruce Willis mailing it in. <laughs> He plays a jaded cop that plays by his own rules. Wow. Yeah. And then including, in, yeah, including the rules of rewriting the entire script Bruce Willis style because yeah. he was mad. Yeah. So, that doesn't sound like Bruce Willis. No, I've, I've heard he's a, he's a joy to work with. Just listen yeah. to Bruce Smith. <laughs> Absolute joy. Yeah. A delight, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you got got Bruce Willis. Uh, you got Damon Wayne's trying to break into the to the B minus list, <laughs> I, I guess. Just like Keenan Ivory did. Yeah. Well, Keenan, Keenan's done some work, man. I was just watching Glimmerman today, which we do a whole other <laughs> podcast about. Uh, a, oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> I th- I can't remember which was the first of the. Uh, oh, we're going off topic here. Big surprise, but I don't remember which of the first Steven Seagal movies it was, where he showed up on set like. 300 pounds. It, it might have been, is either Glimmer Man or the one where he goes and goes to Kentucky? <laughs> it's the one where he breaks an arm. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. probably where he snaps a limb, yeah. The one where he goes to Kentucky, right. would, what? Yeah, there's one where he, he goes to Kentucky and fights for environmentalism. Oh, the on Deadly Ground? Yeah, so he Yeah, has, he was pretty heavy in that yeah, one. Yeah, he romances Mark Helgenberger. Jeebus H. Yeah. But that was one of his best films. <laughs> I was, do love my of, film on Deadly Grounds. Of, of all of of all of Steven Seagal's films, that was definitely one of them. It was. Uh, so, but the Rain yeah, Seagal that, movies is a dangerous territory. Don't do that. <laughs> oh, almost, Jeff. <laughs> I don't think Dangerous Territories is one of his movies. <laughs> you sure? It's got two words in it, and one of them involves violence. Yeah. Um, I think I think all of those like you can geometrically prove that those are all Steven Seagal movie titles somewhere. Out for deadly justice for death. Round. Yeah. Man, you know what? I almost just wanted to drop this and just do Steven Seagal movies. But <laughs> I, I could talk all day long about Glimmerman, about uh, March for Death. I don't remember Glimmerman too much, but is there a part where somebody goes, they say that guy glimmers, man. <laughs> no, there is not. <laughs> but if I remember correctly, I, I was watching this on cable, or Glimmerman on cable TV, and you could definitely tell that certain action sequences were stopped and then restarted so Steven Seagal could be in mid-kick. Yeah, all, <laughs> all shot from, like, the, the torso up. <laughs> <laughs> Close in. And then he murders people with a credit card, indiscriminately. Yeah. Uh, but back back to the main thing here. <laughs> so Bruce Willis is a jaded cop in Los Angeles. Uh, he hooks up with, with Damon Wayans, who's an ex-football player. Who, by the way, I, I forget who was talking about this, but uh, this weekend. But uh, the. <laughs> The sports trope where they basically play on a field with no lights. 
Yeah. Watch watch any movie with a football game. And it's pouring rain or there's there's no lighting. Like I don't know how anybody can play like that. Yeah. But that's what happens in this movie. Well that's why Billy Blanks needs to pull out a gun, right? <laughs> I can't see the end zone. I gotta shoot the people in front of me. Was that oh, Billy Blanks? The, or did it just right. look yeah, like Billy, Billy Blanks? Blanks? No way. No, it totally is. Billy yeah. Blanks. Billy Blanks. He's playing Billy Cole. <laughs> a running back. Holy he shit, gets, it was Billy Blanks. How did I not know that was Billy Blanks? <laughs> I don't think anyone knew it was Billy Blanks. Who the fuck is Billy Blanks? Tybo, man. It's Tybo. of Tybo. He's like a ninth degree Tybo black belt or something. C-movie action star Billy Blanks? Come on, Jeff. Okay, I, I, I feel stupid <laughs> for not knowing that. <laughs> you should. <laughs> Thanks for enlightening me. <laughs> also appearing in this movie, Morris Chestnut and Eddie Griffin. Morris there Chestnut. Is Chris Rock in this? No. Uh, okay. <laughs> it would make sense, though. Yeah, it would. Uh, <laughs> okay, so yeah. Damon Waynes is an ex-quarterback, and he's in love with Holly Berry, uh, who plays a stripper with a heart of gold. Uh, and I don't remember... Uh, like exactly how it all ties together with with her um, and the the evil drug lords. Um, big in eighties movie, the the villain were white paramilitary drug dealers, because uh, that's pretty much the gold standard. Um, hey Scott, what's the difference between an evil drug lord and a kind drug lord? It depends on how many uh, hippopotami he has in his backyard. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't know that there's ever a good drug lord. You can be a drug dealer, but I think once they tack lord on, evil is like part of the the job requirements. Yeah, once 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 you once you're officially a drug lord, do you get like a like a title? Are you like yeah, Sir lord. Sir Pablo Escobar? Is <laughs> Lord Pablo Escobar? Lord Pablo Escobar. Yeah. Pablo Escuchar. So what's your title, Scott? Yeah, yeah. Dang. He's only a squire. (laughs) That's why he's not evil. All right, here we go. The first one of the podcast. (sighs) I laughed. That's right. Good job, Alex. No, don't encourage him ever. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, uh, in a in a plot that I'm sure varies a little bit from Shane Black's original intention. Uh, the, the, char- the main character, again, Bruce Willis, Joe Hollenbeck, uh, is down on his luck, he's drinking, his wife's cheating on him, uh, and then all of a sudden there's an explosion, because why not? Uh, out in front of his house, kills the guy that's banging his wife, he gets blamed for it, so he goes on his own personal, you know, hunt because the, the stupid chief won't let him do his job. Uh, and from there, it's it's a lot like, like I said, it's an '80s action movie. Uh, pretty much the the worst thing you can be is, uh, again, a, a drug dealer in the '80s, um, as evidenced by later on in the movie when Damon Wayne snorts some coke, and Bruce he basically becomes dead to Bruce Willis. <laughs> now, there, there's no, oh man, you shouldn't be doing that, or man, if I see you doing that again, like we're we're through. No, he just goes straight to, you're like the worst human being that's ever lived, and you should kill yourself. This is immediately after Damon Wayans talks about how, uh, or he he's already seen, Bruce Willis has already seen Damon Wayans' character's girlfriend get killed, and then he starts talking about how he had a son that would have been however many years old. But then a car like hopped a curb and like ran his son over, and and then Bruce Willis sees him taking drugs and is like, "Get out of my house! You, you no longer exist in my world." <laughs> yep. He's like, "Oh, I bared my soul to you, but you also took drugs, and now you're the worst person in the country." Like the eighties, <laughs> even though even though it was nineteen ninety one. So, uh, it's super convoluted fucking plot. Uh, about 
how there's rich white people dealing drugs. Uh, the movie did do a good job on a couple of fronts. Uh, they managed to make Taylor Negrin uh, not not Ooh, to be Scott con- at gmail dot com. No, N E G R O N. Oh, yeah. Uh, into an effective villain. Um, I don't know if you knew if anybody out there knows who I'm talking about. Oh um, yeah, he's a B character actor. Uh, I think he actually passed away recently, but uh, yeah. sadly. But oh, uh, he, last year. Yeah, he he usually played just like kind of the the nebishy assistant most of the time. <laughs> and here he was like leading this paramilitary mercenary group uh, to to deal the drugs. Uh, there's always the the great Kim Coates, uh, who don't forget ha- your coat has the face of a villain. And more explosions. Uh, really, there's... So it's a Shane, Shane Black movie, uh, as I pointed out at the beginning. So you would expect the usual snappy dialogue, and instead it's fucking awful. Uh, I don't. I, I know uh, Jeff might be a little rusty in this movie, as well as Alex, but uh, Clay, what was your favorite line from the movie? My favorite line from the movie? Yeah, or just one that stood out. Oh, uh, I don't know. I don't have like a favorite quote, but I, I I do remember there is definitely like sections of dialogue where like Bruce Willis is cornered, and for some reason, despite having none of this uh, in his character for the entire rest of the movie, decides, hey, you know what? I'm just gonna resort to my comic comedic stylings, and I'm gonna comedy my way out of this. Like at one point. Early on in the movie, he starts telling jokes about this black dude's wife, and that gets the black guy to lower his guard enough so that Bruce Willis can break a bottle and stab the guy in the face with it. (laughs) As any good cop would do. Right. (laughs) At some other point, his daughter shows up with a hand puppet that has a gun inside it, while Taylor Negron has used his evil villainy ways to, to capture Bruce Willis and Damon Wayans. And pretends like she's lost in the woods. And Taylor Negron's like, oh, okay, fine, whatever. You can go do a hand puppet show for the little girl. And he just does, like, three terrible jokes and then starts shooting people with the gun inside the hand puppet. So, yeah. the the I think instead of having the, the comedy stuff, like, like, interspersed throughout the movie and the snappy dialogue, like... They just saved it up for parts where Bruce Willis felt that it would be appropriate, and then Bruce Willis just delivered the lines when he felt like it. <laughs> so whenever they could get him out of the trailer that day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Scott, I, I think like... I remember one line, but I'm not sure if it's from this movie or not. Okay. <laughs> Does Bruce Willis say, Oops, I slipped and stuck my dick in your wife? Yeah. actually. That's... <laughs> yes! <laughs> he's, he's confronting Score one buddy. point for Gryffindor. <laughs> he's confronting uh, the dude about sleeping with his wife. <laughs> he's basically like, oh, yeah, well, what happened? Oops, I slipped. <laughs> stuck your dick in your wife. <laughs> it was an accident. He's like, what does that mean? You slipped? Nope, stuck my dick in my wife. I don't know. I always remember that. And I also remember him throwing a football at a guy's face while he was trying to get a blowjob from a girl or something like that. Does that happen in this movie? No, but David no? Wins does pick up a football and throw a football into someone's face. Okay. You know, On a horseback, right? Yes. After his <laughs> hand has been shot. Yeah. Uh, to, in order to make the guy duck so he doesn't get sniped, uh, he throws a... Oh, that's face. right. Mm-hmm. Do you think he actually blocks the sniper bullet? <laughs> the football is what happens. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. the big the money shot. Yeah. Because that's how physics works. <laughs> Something mm-hmm. like that. <laughs> it's hard to tell. All you see is the, the football explode. But this is also the movie where he throws he throws something bullets into the fire and then they shred and kill everyone in the room. So, so for oh, some, that's my favorite line. Yeah, for, yeah. Where he goes, that, yeah, that was, Whoa, was what kind of keys are those? You know, the kind that shred. Because <laughs> they're called shredder bullets, which are cop killer bullets. They, well, they were they were shotgun shells. Oh, they were shotgun shells. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were, yeah so for, they make a big point of it, like earlier on in the movie, like, oh yeah, we got these bullets. It's kind of like in Lethal Weapon Three. Uh, go ahead, Jeff. What? 
I was I, I said in Lethal Weapon three. Riggs. Well, I don't know. What do you want to say? I was setting you up for your Daryl line. Oh, Daryl was my friend, Dad. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know I was. I know. To... You say it all the time. God damn it! <laughs> I forget true. what movie it's from. I just say it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so like in Lethal Weapon Three, they make a big point about the cop killer bullets. Uh, mm-hmm. So in this, they they have these yeah the shotgun shells that he throws them in there and they shred. Uh, Smarting the villains through dumb luck. In Lethal Weapon 3, he shoots through a tractor. And in this movie, a football stops a bullet. Yes. It's a bulldozer. Oh, a bulldozer, sorry. And Uh, and Renee Russo survives because she's wearing two bulletproof vests. Well, doubles up. But all she needed has a football in front of her, and she would have been fine. That's right. Yeah, that too. Or thrown by David Wade. Or like a. (laughs) That's true. Or like a dining room table. Or a couch. (laughs) Yeah. They do. There is a lot of Chekhov's gun in this movie. Like people will just drop like very innocuous lines, and then all of a sudden has to come into play later. Like the the part where uh, Damon Wayans was talking to Bruce Willis as he going to his house about how he's getting into horseback riding because you know black athletes be diversifying. <laughs> and then at the end of the movie, he has to ride that horse so he can get in range to throw the football for some reason. Oh, there you go. Got to be efficient. With the, your storytelling. Here's uh, all the dialogues. Did you know that in this movie the word fuck was used 102 times? I did not know that. Trivia. No fucking way. Yeah. <laughs> did you know that composer Michael Kamen hated the film when he first saw it? So did everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He still turned a profit. And put Bruce, Will- Bruce Willie back on the map after Hudson Hawk. <laughs> what do you mean after Hudson Hawk? Hudson Hawk was the movie that made Bruce Willis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. I will defend Hudson Hawk all day. <laughs> yeah, Hudson Hawk's one of those weird movies. Uh, where, yes, I, I do enjoy it, but I can't figure out why. <laughs> it's just fourth wall breaky enough for me. And it has Frank Stallone in it. It does have Frank Stallone in it as a Goomba, but <laughs> Frank Stallone hitmaker. But it, but it also has uh, what's her name? She's so annoying. <laughs> Andy McDowell. No, well, yes. Sandra Bernhardt. Sandra yes. Bernhardt. Yes. Also, oh, and, Andy McDowell's annoying in this too, though. So, <laughs> so whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, so there's uh, yeah the shred line was where I was going to go, uh, and then the the very end of the movie where they. They've beaten the bad guys, uh, and Bruce Willis and Damon Wayans are friends again, even though Damon Wayans did cocaine that one time. Uh, where they talk about how they got to say cool stuff when they're fighting. So he says, if, if you hit a guy with a surfboard, you say, surf's up, and then the movie ends. Because that's how they decided to end the movie. Yeah. Hey, everybody, surf's up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Damon Wayans just tried to be Bruce Willis's understudy in the private detective game. And that's how that surf up line shows up. Yeah, Shane, Shane Black's got a hard on for these uh, uh, odd couple private eye movies. Yeah. One's white and one's black. That's weird. I mean, I, I guess Riggs and Murtaugh were cops, but still pretty much the same thing. Yeah. Riggs was, oh, you crazy. That was the worst ever. <laughs> hey, Raj. Now that you are Riggs and I am Murta, <laughs> you are going to get it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so we talked about uh, the football thing blocking a high-caliber sniper bullet. It was uh, Deflate Gate. That's why I blocked it. Whoa! <laughs> Topical. Well, you Topical. may have already said this, but it's like the president or whoever that <laughs> is. Better pay attention. Eddie Harris. Yes, it is. It is Eddie Harris. Nice. He's like a scumbag senator that, like, yeah. Like, that sexually was... assaulted a girl, and that's how Bruce Willis, like, he used to be a bodyguard or something? Or am I thinking of a different movie? He used to be Secret Service, and yeah. then he got fired because he punched that guy in the face. Uh, While he was sexually assaulting the hooker. There you go. Straight also, from the headlines. <laughs> for some reason, this movie also has President Carter almost getting assassinated because apparently 
all presidents get, assass- or get assassination attempts, and Bruce Willis had saved him. And that's why he had risen to the ranks of the uh, that cop's good graces that lets him off at the beginning of the movie. Mm. So nobody gives this guy the benefit of the doubt when he punches a senator? Nope. Jeebus H. This movie. Uh, so yeah, there's, there's that. Uh, at one point, uh, Bruce Willis has been captured by the bad guys, and rather than just killing him, <laughs> they tie him up to a chair for no reason and then beat, smack him around a bit and uh, he tells uh, Kim Coates that if he ever touches him again he's going to kill him uh, so Kim Coates of course like backhands him like one more time Bruce Willis stands up and punches him in the nose but he gets underneath it to push his nose bone into his brain which I think is impossible yeah I learned that that was that? Oh, it's all bullshit. Movie made up, yeah. Yeah. What? That's yeah, not I real. Know. You can't actually do that. You can oh. definitely break somebody's nose, like in eighteen different ways doing that. But uh, yeah, it doesn't. It's not an instant kill. Goes straight to your brain type of thing. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't. All right. So I've got I've got one fewer move to rely on whenever I'm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and technically, there is no nose bone, is there? What the hell's a nose bone? No, exactly. <laughs> That's in the movie. They're like, no, in the movie they're like, oh, he punched his nose into his brain. Like and all the, the other goons are like standing around in shock. You get him with the old nose bone. Yeah, you did. Yep. Right in the nose bone. Nose bone. Uh, so there's that. Uh, then just the overall fact that um, they they kind of just stumble around. Like usually in the Shane Black they. They usually are pretty clever about figuring out, you know, the overall villain or what they're up to, the overall plot is. And this, they just kind of stumble along and are lucky not to get shot the whole time. And at the very end, for some reason, they there's a, a suitcase full of money and a suitcase with a bomb in it that are identical. I don't think they ever explain why that is. And the uh, the the old white drug dealer, the, the Mr. Big, effectively, uh, runs off with the suitcase that that you think is the money, but in fact, it's actually the bomb. Ooh. So yeah, They got a deal on suitcases, and they had to buy, like, in bulk. Samsonite? <laughs> I was just going to make a Dumb and Dumber joke. <laughs> uh, the, so, all, the finale takes place in, during a football game in a football stadium. Uh, Where and, you would typically find football games? Uh, not necessarily. I'm just saying. Well, pro football game. And so they've saved the day. Uh, Bruce Willis murders the the head goon assassin, and then dances proceeds to dance a jig. When in reality, like SWAT should have been there already, and like shooting him in the face. Uh, but anyways, they they jump cut to the parking lot. I'm gonna do that thing where everybody gets a blanket <laughs> from the ambulance. Uh, the tinfoil blanket. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and then Carl Winslow shoots that blonde dude in the face. He does. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then people throw donuts at him for the rest of his life. <laughs> oh, Twinkies, not donuts. Twinkies, Twinkies, sorry. Yeah. Uh, but they they go to open the trunk of the car where they the suitcase is, and they're like, oh, no, don't do it. Uh, and then like, this dumb cop just opens it up, and it turns out to be the money. So basically, they could have murdered everybody in the parking lot because they fucking forgot... That a bomb could have been in a car like twenty feet away from them. And that's that's how the plot basically ends. They, Don't touch they, it, random police officer. Yeah, it's ba- pure evil. Basically, yeah. <laughs> There's a fifty fifty shot that that multiple people would have died, including the stars of the movie. But uh, you know, they went for the ha- the happy ending, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's basically it. I I really don't feel like it. <laughs> pointing out too many more of the plot points in this movie because I don't think they really matter. It's it's basically a lot of people getting captured. Uh, that happens throughout the movie. Uh, so on the uh, production side of things, like Joel Silver, Tony Scott, and pretty much everybody associated with this film said it's one of the worst experiences they've had in their lives working in movies. And uh, let's see, it was Joel Silver and, and Bruce Willis that took over production. Like, I don't know how far into the movie, but they took over, and, and that's why a lot of the stuff changed. And they threatened Tony Scott, they threatened to fire him and uh, forfeit his salary if he didn't shoot scenes that he absolutely hated. So, 
He, I guess he just needed that ramen money, so he, he filmed them. <laughs> I, I gotta think Tony Scott was doing okay at this point. Yeah, Tony I think Scott so. Killed too. himself at some point, right? The long time. Like, it, it was. Oh, yeah, that was that was like four years. Not during ago. the last Boy Scout. But, yeah. No, it wasn't. But I mean, like maybe. Well, this this was probably what led to it. Yeah, <laughs> maybe this in some circuitous route. He put a little little seed of hey, yeah, the, yeah, kill myself. Yeah, this just kept taking away the back of his brain for twenty years. Yeah, festering. Yeah. yeah. So you heard it here first. Joel Silver and Bruce Willis killed Tony Scott. <laughs> oh man! Yeah. Although they play buddies in the film, Bruce Willis and Damon Wayans hated working with each other so much that they despised each other. Again, I can't believe that people weren't getting along with Bruce Willis. Yeah. He's such Only a nice boy. That. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't a fan of the head detective? <laughs> no, he was not a fan of the head detective. <laughs> I just envisioned him with the, the his homie sock just beating Bruce Willis with it on set. That would be awesome. <laughs> Do we lose Alex? Nope. I'm here. Hopefully. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Shut up. Yeah, you know, for <laughs> once we weren't getting static from your side, so I thought we lost you. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's pretty I mean, much. <laughs> I, I found my favorite quote from the movie. All right. So, so uh, the the cop that goes to arrest Bruce Willis after he finds out that he's a jerk goes over to Bruce Willis's house to find Taylor Negron's character outside, and goes up to his car, says, "Hey, uh, good morning, gentlemen. Is there a problem?" And Taylor Negron's character replies. Yes, officer. As a matter of fact, there is a problem. Apparently, there are too many bullets in this gun, and then he shoots him. Oh, <laughs> nice. Bam. That's, that's actually a pretty good villain line. Yeah, hell yeah. Shane Black. That's yeah. the one they kept. The one line of his <laughs> that they kept. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, even though this is uh, one, of, one of Shane Black's non-misfires, uh, we'll just say, uh, still reasonably enjoyable. Like wouldn't wouldn't necessarily pass it up if it's on cable, but yeah, very. Uh, it has, uh, it's very flawed. It's got a lot of parts where it feels like it's not really a, a cohesive movie so much as it is random set pieces that someone decided to film. Probably Tony Scott against <laughs> his will. And then, I need uh, the money. This is when last was more famous than I am. Yeah, this is one of the last movies by the Scott brothers. Before they started using the uh, like the African chanting in all their movies, <laughs> think about it. Anyway, mm. that wasn't a joke, but I know. But I'm trying to. <laughs> no one laughed. It was obvious. Yeah, how, that... did, how does it go? It's like uh, like choir, coral, coral. <clears throat> it's uh, <laughs> it's like cor- stuff out of the Lion King. It's choral music. Yeah, so like kind of like that. Yeah. Watch, uh, like, Man on Gladiator. Fire, Gladiator, especially in Gladiator. Oh, gla- okay. I know what you're talking about now. Yeah. yeah. It would have been out of place here, but... I think I think this movie could have used some Kenny Loggins, though. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Every movie could use a little Kenny Loggins. I think if Tony Scott had really wanted to be a successful director, he would have uh, had Kenny Loggins in everything. <laughs> there, there, speaking of music, there is a point where... Or Bruce Willis goes to the strip club and starts complaining about the rap music that's there. And then Halle Berry says something about how, like, the the music that she dances to is going to be way, you know, better and Bruce Willis is going to love it. And then they play, like, I want to be a cowboy. Because <laughs> she's up there dancing in some cowgirl outfit or whatever. <laughs> like, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I, I do... I do miss that uh, thing where why people make fun of rap music <laughs> in, the, in the 80s and early 90s. Yeah, white people could just not get their heads around this thing. Yep. It took them a long time until Eminem <laughs> showed him the way. He was like, rap Jesus. But, you know, well, I was going to say Vanilla Ice. But <laughs> or he was a false prophet. Or Blondie. Yeah. <laughs> Just right. <laughs> she was. She did the first rapping. I don't think it's the first rapping. No, it I might know. be the, the first, first rapping. recorded one. It's early. It's early. She's a pioneer. 
Cheating yeah. for JJ Fad. <laughs> she is. Yeah, and the Sugar but, Hill uh, Gang. Sugar Hill Gang, I think, might predate her. Probably. So what's your guys' favorite Shane Black movie? I like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, I think. That's probably my, my favorite one. Oh, that one's really good. Yeah, that that's definitely up there for me. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. I I do really want to see Nice Guys though. Yeah, oh, it's got it looks awesome. Yeah. Is Predator considered a Shane Black movie? I'm gonna say yes. So we'll go with Predator. <laughs> I changed my answer. Then Predator's on my list. If not, it would be Leave the Weapon any of them. <laughs> Even four? I like four, but uh, two is my favorite, but I like four. I like four, too. And I have not seen Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, and it's on my list. Everyone tells me it's awesome. I just oh. have to find the time. It's got Fatty Kilmer. Good. Yeah, yeah, fatty awesome. Fat Valve Kilmer. Playing a gay cop. Or a gay private investigator, sorry. A lot of private investigators in Shane Black movies. That's what I was, yeah, that's, that's what I was saying earlier. So like, they're all yeah. fat and gay. So so there's Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, Last Boy Scout, John McClane's a private investigator, Nice Guy's private investigator. No, John uh, McClane is a is a New for, York City cop. Sorry. Oh yeah. McClane's a cop. But uh He's Bruce Willis is basically John McClane. Yeah. And then this. um the uh Samuel Jackson from uh Long Kiss Goodnight. Oh, yeah. Private investigator. Yeah. That's not a dick. That's a duck. <laughs> the underrated uh, long kiss goodnight. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's probably second on my my list. Craig Bierko. What about you, Alex? Last action hero. Yeah, Monster Squad. Wolfman's got nards. Yeah, he does have nards. Oh, of course, it's Predator. It's Lethal Weapon. I just looked him up. They don't consider that. He doesn't have a writing credit. No, he us, doesn't. <laughs> he is. A, he actually acts in that one, though. So. <laughs> but I'm sure he was there to help beef up the script. Well, well so. he, was, he was there as kind of a... Like, in case things went wrong. Right. So they, they had him around in a, an official capacity other than like just a guy sitting behind the director the whole time. I'm sure they had a bunch of stuff for Arnold to say. I'm like, no one can understand him. Come up with something. And he's just like, say stick around. It'll be classic. He, he roars. He just wrote that. Arnold roars. Or maybe he wrote all his own jokes. I think he probably did. Yeah. <laughs> Something's out there. <laughs> yeah, but he does have a... Uh, he, I guess he's writing a screenplay and pre-production for The Predator coming out in 2018. It's he's he's uh like been handed the reins basically. Nice. Uh, of the franchise as well. So it'll be interesting. It's called The Predator. So there's Predator, The Predator, and Predators. I have no idea. That's and Alien versus Predator. But I don't know if there's going to be an Alien versus The Predator or the Alien versus <laughs> The Predators. There there was. The. You know, there's a, a Batman versus Predator. Oh, yeah, that comic was pretty cool. Yeah. And there's going to be the Batman movie, so there you go. Mm. All right, Very, is that uh, it? A lot of economy of words in these Predator movies. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's basically it for me on this one. I, I, you know, I, I enjoyed it. I don't know that I can necessarily recommend it. <laughs> but as far as, like, a, a bad movie night, deal it definitely definitely holds up delivers yeah i would say if you like 80s 90s action movies you're like this it's yeah shit i mean only only the really really great ones you know we still remember but there were a ton of them back then yeah and as bad as bruce willis isn't this he's still bruce willis so yep very willisy Mm -hmm. all right it's time for neem news (laughs) yeah 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 it was yeah I, I don't have much. Um, the only thing I did see today that uh, J.K. Simmons is apparently buff. <laughs> what? Yeah. I'll send you guys see, a link. It's ridiculous. See the one that wrote the that wrote Harry Potter. <laughs> yes, he's the guy that wrote Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> that joke never gets old. <laughs> I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's for the Commissioner Gordon role or what, but he's a. Uh, it, it looks like funny because he's got this old man gray beard. And... Yeah, so it looks like they took the Travelocity gnome 
Batman's head and they stuck it on He-Man's body. <laughs> so does he look like Spaniel Thorson in uh, Mallrats? Yeah. <laughs> I just posted the link if you guys wanted to see it. But um, other than that, even say, oh, those are fake arms. <laughs> <laughs> There's no fucking way. No human can have arms like that. <laughs> I think it's real. I I want to believe. Is this, oh, they is got this... another shot of him doing uh, another workout. Those, is, this, yeah. is this for live action Cave Johnson? <laughs> no, it's for Commish Gordon, man. When Batman's hurt, Commish's got to pick him up. Like in the cartoon or the animation, I should say. No, it's going to be like in um, like, like in Dead Lord of the one. Rings. Where he's like, I cannot fight crime, Batman, but I can carry you. And he carries him <laughs> to the pit or something. <laughs> you cannot fight them. No one can. No one can. So, uh, like, the first picture looks like he's just got arms that are, like, the diameter of my quads. <laughs> and then the second one, it looks like those are going to snap off of his body still. <laughs> his beard makes his head look way too big. Yeah. Yeah, I know, it's the beard. <laughs> it looks hilarious. It's just got these, these crazy spindly arms that are nothing but muscle at this point, but it looks like they're very precariously attached to his body. Yeah. Also, he looks way older than 61. <laughs> yeah, the beardy pictures. We are farmers. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> I think I added an extra syllable there. Um, all right, that's all I got. Uh, Alex. E3 is happening next week, Holmes. Yay. Yep. It's going to be great. Is it? What are you guys looking forward to? It being over? Not, <laughs> not having to deal with parking and people. <laughs> um, so so Nintendo is, they, they're on record as saying they're only going to shield the new Zelda, like at least in their booth. Um, I don't know whether that means... For first-party things, they're only going to show Zelda, or if the entire booth is just going to be Zelda. I hope they still have third-party publishers in there showing stuff. I thought they weren't going to show their new console at E3. That I, I don't know about either. They might they might show something in the press conference, but not in the if they even do a press conference. Yeah. All right. So one of you guys has to wear a black turtleneck and just run around the hall going looking for Zelda and yelling like Liebers, Creebers, and. Got to, got to reenact the Paul Rudd commercial and just be in utter awe. <laughs> no, the other commercial's better, but I don't remember it anymore. <laughs> yeah. Which one? The uh, the rap one? No, just some dude, and he just runs around going like, Octorox! Octorox! <laughs> oh, the old, the, old, oh, the old NES one? Yeah, okay. yeah the old school. Okay, yeah, yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. Man, video game commercials suck now. They actually just show the yeah. game. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> oh, this is what I'm buying. <laughs> yeah, where's the fun in that? Yeah. It's like, what the where's fuck? There's Zelda. Where's the... <laughs> you pop in Zelda. It's like, where's the dude in the straitjacket? They're like, yeah, three seconds of gameplay footage. And then, for some reason, I'm not sure why, once, like, Shaq Fu happened... Then, like, video <laughs> games didn't get commercials that were played on TV anymore. <laughs> now, all of a sudden, they're back. They must have seen, like, 80 Overwatch commercials during the NBA playoffs. Jesus. Well, that, that, that game's making all of the money, so... <laughs> My three shares of Blizzard stock. <laughs> Alright, anything else, Alex? Nope, that's all I got. Alright, Clayton. Any news? Um... I don't know. Uh, nothing in particular to talk about. Uh, I'm kind of mildly excited for E3, but I don't know. Most of the time, there, there's nothing that I need to go see on the show floor anymore. I can just wait for the internet. I do find it kind of interesting that Nintendo is going to release a second console before anyone else goes to the next next gen. Well, I mean, <laughs> the Wii U is such a powerhouse. No, I mean... Why yeah, are they so, coming out with, <laughs> with the new console next and now? Next gen, and now they... <laughs> I mean, so is it going to be more powerful than, than... Do you think whatever Nintendo's announcing is going to be more powerful than an Xbox One or a PlayStation 4? No. Or... <laughs> no. Uh, no. No. On par, maybe? I mean, it has to, right? Close to being on par. <laughs> yeah. 
That's just kind of sad because then everyone else is going to be like, oh, hey, next year, here's something that's like 80 times more powerful than whatever Nintendo put out. Yeah. So, so okay, so let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, the So the new Nintendo is coming out this year, uh, the NX as far as we know now. Uh, so I was reading on Tuesday about this stuff. So Sony's got their uh, Neo, which is the code name for it right now, uh, which is basically the PlayStation 4.5. Um, oh, yeah, I, I don't know when that's hitting. And then Microsoft has the uh, Serpico, <laughs> uh, which is supposed to be like... So I guess the current Microsoft, or the, the Xbox One runs at something like one point something teraflops, and the new one's supposed to run at like six or something what like that. One point four teraflops! Yeah. Uh, so, but either way, yeah, it's like the Xbox One point five uh so it, it's kind of it makes sense because you know the consoles are more like pcs now more than ever uh so it makes sense to just have the upgraded version rather than have to come up with a whole new os and user interface and all that stuff because people don't care anymore i guess yeah. that's true i mean like and the thing is, like, if you're just using the old code like it's easier to figure out what to do to optimize the the stuff that you've written for it and that way it's it's so much less of a pain to try and learn a whole new API structure and architecture. Right. But also if you look at like going from like the PlayStation two to the PlayStation three, like all of the, the new new features and it's cool, but when you went from the three to the four, it's just like, oh I just need to relearn how to access the same shit on the three on four yeah. and none of it is better. <laughs> Um, at least Xbox One has the the cool stuff with the Connect when it works. Um, <laughs> is it cool? <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it's it's cool. I, I just remember playing NBA Live and then getting mad, and then people in the room just saying random stuff and being like, "Hey, your teammate score has gone down because you were cussing." I'm like, I didn't say anything. I said, <laughs> "Pass me the ball." <laughs> But uh, yeah, so six teraflops, man. What are they? What are they calling the new chip? Is it the LeBron? Because that's a lot of flopping. Whoa! Oh! Ouch! Did LeBron cry tonight? No, they won by thirty. <laughs> I was going to say no, but then he heard that by thirty. Genius. Yeah, well, they were going to win one game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So get it out of their systems. <laughs> Is that the same amount that the Angels lost tonight to the Yankees? I think no. so. <laughs> Let's not talk about the Angels. Oh, <laughs> uh, Jeebus. It hurts. Baseball for me, season. For me, the grief is too near. Baseball season is just not going well. Uh, no, Alright, Scott, news. Okay, uh, so yeah, we went over some of the E3 stuff. Uh, apparently, uh, moving back into movies, at least animation... The Killing Joke is getting made into an animated feature. Duh. So. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not news. The news is that it is going to be re- in limited theatrical release. Yeah. Well, I didn't know. I didn't know it was coming out. There you go. And that's what if you said it, and I just completely ignored you, which is very possible. <laughs> I don't think we have mentioned it on the yeah. show, but yeah, yeah, it's been out it's, for. Uh, but no, that that sounds pretty rad to me. Yeah. Uh, Original voices too. Yeah. Ooh, Ham's coming back. Yeah. Wow. Cool. Kill. Nice. I thought he was done for good, but he keeps saying that. Like, yeah. <laughs> they keeps they keep pulling him back in. <laughs> well, he figured if he made like however many millions in Star Wars for not saying any words, he must be making like yeah. trillions for actually saying words. <laughs> I saw. I saw. Him, I, yeah. I see no flaws with that logic. <laughs> I saw. I saw him uh, doing some charity thing, where there was this woman explaining what the charity was, what everybody needed to do. And oh, Hamill yeah. just sat there the whole time and just stared at the camera. <laughs> he never says anything. But he's sitting out there for like 10 minutes. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Isn't that Kathleen Kennedy? It might have been. That's, that's some woman. All right. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I honestly don't know what Kathleen Kennedy looks like. So That old woman that was sitting next to Mark Hamill. <laughs> oh, she looks like she could sit next to Hamill. Yeah. <laughs> she sure does. Hamill. He's come a long way since he was digging through the trash for cigarette butts a few years ago. Oof. What? Yeah. He got busted digging through trash for cigarette butts. 
What? Wow. Yeah. When was this? This is well before all the, the the Disney acquisition of Star Wars. But keep doing your news. I'll find the link to you guys. Okay. Uh, then one more. Jeez. Enhance. Enhance. <laughs> uh, one more bit of news. Speaking of Hamill and Star Wars, uh, stop me if we talked about this last week. But it looks like Rogue One is getting reshoots uh, mm. because producers. Or at least the... Is it Bruce Willis and Joel Silver again? God damn it. I know. The the high up uh, muckety mucks saw it and thought it, the tone was too serious. So they went back and reshot some things to, to make it a little lighter. Inject some humor, as it were. Eh, a little not, levity. Not everything needs to be the Avengers. Not everything needs to be the Avengers. Um, and not just because something is of a similar tone to Batman vs. Superman doesn't mean it's going to suck either. Yeah. So, I I don't know. I, the trailer is really good. So I I don't know why they fucked with it. Uh, it could just. Suits. It could. It, I mean, it could also just be that. That's not the real reason. That the reshoots just happen because reshoots need to happen sometimes. Sometimes the CGI turns out to be really shitty or something like that, and they have to work around it. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so right. maybe or yeah. maybe something doesn't turn out the way they thought it was going to look. So you know. Uh, yeah, I'm hearing lots of reports now that that's all it is. It's just typical movie reshoots, and yeah. I mean they're adding more Darth Vader to it, which doesn't sound like a way to liven, lighten it up. So we'll see. I, I agree. Like we talked about the other day at the party, like if they're doing it to make it more funny and jokey, I'm gonna be really upset. But yeah, I just think because it's Star Wars, everything they do is just magnified and taken out of context. But we shall see. Yeah. I mean, this for them, this would be the great opportunity to experiment with one of these story movies, right? That you could see how dark you can take it or yeah, whatever, and, and go from there. I mean, I think I think there's some precedent here with the the other big studio properties doing this. Like, look at like a a Deadpool. I was, I mean, that's obviously <laughs> you know meant to be humorous, but it's that's a rated R film. That's outside of the you know the target demographic, I guess. Um, at least a little bit. So, yeah, why not? I mean, the chances there to be successful. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I'll say to that is Deadpool is not a billion-dollar franchise, right? It's, like, it's, not, it's true, but it's, it's, it does build off of the whole Marvel IP. Yeah. I, they're going to be protective of it. It is still, overall, as much as us old farts don't want to b- believe it, it is for kids, but just... Yeah, yeah I, no, I think, I, I think you I can agree with what you're saying, too. I, just, yeah. I, I understand why it could be a little... Scared, but I just wish they wouldn't be. Just have some yeah. gonads and do it. Do it. Uh, uh, yeah, that's that Mark Hamill picture. I'll get it to you guys. <laughs> uh, and yeah, that's that's my news. All right, um, want to talk a little Game of Thrones? Do we have a choice? Yes, do it. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. So Scott doesn't say it a million times as we talk about it. There are going to be spoilers. Spoilers. What? So if you're not caught up with, what, through episode seven, turn off now. And go. Spoilers. Spoilers. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff happening. So we didn't talk about it last week either, so we're... I'll just say I hate Sansa and the Arya stuff. This last episode was pretty weak. Hopefully there's something else going on there, but she looks like she hasn't learned anything and neither has Sansa. Yeah. How did Arya not see that coming? Exactly. So one of the things that I've read is that they're saying that it looks like that that, uh, Arya is actually Jekin and he basically just... His life was the one that was owed because uh, uh, Arya had named him before and she never had a third life to replace his. But, I don't know. Other than, if that's not actually the case, like, why she's just gallivanting around town not yeah. suspecting anyone and then like, oh, I, hey, I, old woman, why don't you just stab <laughs> me in the gut like five times? I heard, I heard a crazy theory that Arya and the Waif are actually the, the same person. <laughs> just like the Waif is like... Tyler Durden. Yeah, yeah. If you think about it, you never see them together. Also, the waif is is kind of a bitch. Well, not kind of. She definitely is. Wait, what do you mean you never see them together? Huh? No, no. I mean, like you. Ne- sorry, no one ever seems to acknowledge them together. 
Oh. Because like when she like she like beats the shit out of her in the streets and nobody seems to notice at all. Hmm. Think about That's it. interesting. But then it's kind of hard to stab yourself in the stomach several times. So. I don't know. Edward Norton gets away with it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah, he does shoot himself in the face. Uh, yeah, sure. Beats himself up in the office. Yeah, drags himself through the parking lot. <laughs> yes. You don't know where I've been, Lou. Oh, we gotta do that movie. All right. Pick that next week, Alex. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I hope hopefully it turns into something. And her being Jockin, like, see, face changers can change their size or their body too. That seems. I yeah, I'm not exactly sure what the, <laughs> the face changing powers are. I'm not. I'm not sure HBO knows. <laughs> the people running the show know exactly where they're going with that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Jack and Jakar is just the Martian Manhunter. Mm. There it is. Spoilers. What's happened? The Hound is back. I think the most shocking thing was that it didn't immediately go to the opening credits. Yeah, yeah. there was no, there was no uh, cold open. Yeah. Or whatever. Some, someone said the main reason was because his name's in the credits and they didn't want to give it away. Uh, that would make some sense. Yeah. But they also do have a lot of flashbacks and stuff where they introduce people, but... Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, it was... He, he and... He and... Cocksucking McShane is <laughs> <laughs> like fucking owns it for an episode, but like ah, damn, damn, damn. So two episodes in a row with relatively low body count. So yeah, at the end of this one there was a lot of off-screen murder, but you know it was no real like <laughs> off-screen murder. I don't know. I f- that just sounds funny. I feel like. That they they're really loading it up for this next one. They're ramping up for some yeah murder heavy scenes. Murder heavy. Yeah. yeah. Now, I agree with you, and you know they're saving their budget. But then, so two episodes ago, when freaking Daenerys flew in on her stupid dragon, that was the most pointless scene ever. I didn't <laughs> yeah, it was. Get it. The dragon still looked awesome, and I loved how yeah when, when the dragon opened its mouth, you could actually see the uh, I don't know what the fuck you'd call the, the uh, flame holes. Flame yeah, the holes. flame holes. Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> I, that, that's the, uh, the scientific. Yeah, uh, the flame holes. Uh, I took dragon anatomy in college. It was a sweet course, yeah, uh, just like Tyrion. <laughs> yeah, so that was cool. Um, he has a flame hole. So, but that's a lot of money to waste. And I was like, yeah, it was cool, but I was like, what? This really didn't need to be here. And just so actually, this this has been the season of the 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 fucking castles. It seems like every episode has some rad new castle. They they had Horn Hill. They had. Uh, the Mormonts. They had the. They went back Frank. to River Run. Uh, at the Frank Castle. Well, you said back. Have we ever been there before? I don't know if they showed the castle like they did in this episode. Yeah, I don't think they've ever. They, we've they, ever they've seen been it. to River Run though. They've definitely yeah. been there. Yeah. Oh, that's right. When her dad, when Cass yes, died. yes, yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, um, so is it was it just me or the beginning of the beginning of that scene where the phrase or. CG did not remind you of Monty Python Holy Grail. <laughs> it did have it yeah. did have a humorous quality to it, yeah. yeah. And Blackfish looking down from the top and you know wanting to fart in their general direction. I, I don't know. It was pretty, yeah, pretty it, funny. Also, any any brawn is good brawn. Yeah, he's finally <laughs> back. That's good. Fucking brawn. Don't you, you fucking like say it. Yeah. Yeah. that was uh, that was that was so brilliant. <laughs> a Lannister <laughs> always pays. Don't fucking say it. <laughs> uh. so that's cool the stuff um, with Marjorie seems cool something's happening there the Queen of Thorns and just laying into Cersei that was awesome yeah I don't know if you're the worst person I've ever met yeah. that was that was awkward it's awesome um, yeah I mean a lot of setup. I guess the Sansa stuff I, I god like, she's gotta be Hopefully something's going on here because if not, then she. I hope she dies just as bad as Joffrey did. <laughs> she hasn't learned anything. No, and she's being a bitch to these families. You owe it to the Starks. Blah blah blah. Like shut up. The yeah, Davos so like, was awesome. Lyanna Mormont was awesome. Yeah, she stole the show, man. Like so, even with Ian McShane in that episode, like she she was the highlight of the episode. <laughs> yeah. So I hope she doesn't get prematurely killed off because that's going to be sad. Hey, one thing I was thinking is these people, like, 
the Northerners kind of believe in the White Walkers and the Whites, but not really. I mean, if they really did, they would be joining up, right? Like, like eh. Why don't they bring the freaking giant with them and just say, hey, you probably don't believe in this shit either. We got proof. Because <laughs> uh, maybe they're afraid. Kind of a risk to the giant, yeah. Yeah, I think they're afraid that it's like the, the stupid uh, wildling prejudice where they, everywhere they go, someone's just shitting on the wildlings all the time. Like, yeah, but it's giant. Like that would just at least make you prove that the shit that we all thought was fake up there, like the snargs and whatever else they always say in this, they would at least see that. Yeah, <laughs> snargs, bandersnatches, yeah, grumpkins. Yeah, grumpkins. <laughs> grumpkins. Yeah. See, I don't know. That's one thing I could use a little bit of proof that all those the munchies up there go south, southern gremlins, munchies. Yeah. Also, yeah, John, but yeah, John and Sansa are fucking horrible at diplomacy. And John gets the wildlings to fight for him, which was his moment of, I, I scored a diplomatic victory. Yeah. And, and then, he scored with a wildling. <laughs> and then Ew. Davos gets the, the 62. And then... I believe he got a 69 with the wildling. <laughs> and then I think uh, I think what you're supposed to believe is that Sansa's bringing in her diplomatic victory, which yeah. she recruits Littlefinger to come by and help out or whatever. But <laughs> he's, he's the best... Yeah, so he's just the guy you want on your side. Exactly. Sounds you. like you're stupid. <laughs> if that's in case, the fact who she did write, though. I mean, we're, I'm assuming that's who she did. Yeah, I mean, what she did. It it would be very difficult to figure out who, or to to figure out another logical party that she was writing to. Yeah, I yeah. know. I'm, yeah. She wrote a note to her dead father. Yeah, I don't know what to do, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to do, Dad. Uh, so it makes me yeah. I'm, I'm curious. So okay, uh, back to River Run. So Jamie shows up, um, slaps around the phrase, which is pretty cool too. Uh, you get a meeting between Jamie and the Blackfish, and that guy's badass. <laughs> yep. yep, he is. Uh, so I'm wondering next week. So they so Sansa sent the Raven, and Blackfish says something to the effect that, you know, he wants Sansa and the other Star children back, whatever. He doesn't give a shit about Edmir. <laughs> it's actually his own blood. Well, it was closer blood anyways. His nephew. Uh, so. Wait, but, but the Stark children would be like his great nephew, great nieces? Is that what it would be? Uh, I believe so, yeah. Because uh, Catelyn was his niece, right? Yes, yes. Okay. Um. So I, I think it's obvious that he's going to answer the call. Whether or not, you know, he makes it out of their live remains to be seen. But yeah, but if he could bring his forces up there, you know, there would be the Blackfish. Yeah, how is he going to get out? That's Well, I mean, either yeah, either it's going to be really bloody or Jamie's just going to let him go, like, under the promise of, like, you know, we're fucking keeping River Run, don't come back. Like, and you can leave, like, whatever. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. That's the only, like, good way it could happen but then again nothing good ever happens to anybody in the show <laughs> maybe ja- maybe jamie will join him and they'll all help the stark children ha! <laughs> Elf. <laughs> ha! that would be a game of thrones twist yes <laughs> you wouldn't see that coming yeah. wait what working together <laughs> so you think the next major character to bite it is tommen it's not ned stark I think I don't, I don't count Tommen. One okay. one of the Tyrells is going to die. I think Cersei. I think uh, not doesn't have too much longer. I think. I hope. <laughs> so so yeah, the Queen of Thorns, Loras, uh, the stupid father. That guy's hilarious though. So I hope not. <laughs> stupid father. <laughs> that guy's such like <laughs> he's such like a goofball. I know. Like when worthless. he gave that speech, was pretty hilarious. <laughs> to nobody. <laughs> like, Jamie was the only one there to hear it other than his own troops, like, in that alleyway. He couldn't even ride the horse by himself. We had to have a guy leading it along. Uh, so funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, one of the Tyrells. Not not Marjorie. I don't know. I don't... Yeah, one of the See, Tyrells. I think Tom is going to die, and then once that happens, Cersei's just going to go nuts and just go out in a blaze of glory and... So okay, so if if the Starks are going to retake Winterfell, I mean, Ramsay, I'd have a hard time thinking. Well, probably Ramsay eventually. I was going to say Rickon though, because I don't. I, I think even if the Starks retake Winterfell, and I have a hard time seeing John or Sansa bite it, but who knows? But the the 
They're not getting out of it unscathed, though. Like, hey, if John dies at the end of this season, that'll be a big fuck you to the fans. <laughs> yeah, that would be hilarious. John dies at the end. John yeah. dies at the end. Yeah. Um, good, good, Alex. That's nice. I like that. Uh, but uh, yeah, like they're not. They're they're gonna pay a heavy price if it happens. So say goodbye to Rick and. Maybe the iron price. Did I say hello to him? Yeah. <laughs> Changing. Yeah. Like that kid's growing way faster. Yeah. yeah. And the. Uh, well, it's like, they're, they're going to get rid of him as unceremoniously as they got rid of Osha. Nymph- <laughs> Nymphadora Tonks. Yeah. Shaggy Dog. Shaggy Dog. Yeah, we're down to two direwolves. It fucking sucks. Yeah. Damn. Well, maybe. I mean, the show has only shown the one once, right? So maybe. Like Nymeria? Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully she comes back. Um, and the other thing we haven't talked about is Theon and... Yura, Yarara, I forgot her name. Yara. 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 They made it all the way over to Marine, not Marine, um, Volantis already. Yeah. That's a quick sail. They got some quick ships. So that's that's something that's been happening a lot this season. Is like So you get something like uh, like Arya's storyline where she's just in the same spot forever. And then in the north, they're just like teleporting around the north to all these different houses. Because the north is fucking huge. Yeah. It's like it's like like twice as big as the South, at least. Yeah. So they they're just like, oh, in the next scene they're at this next place. So obviously like the time for each of these storylines is not the same. Yeah, but I'm fine with that because no one wants to see <laughs> what we're sailing for four episodes. I, I mean, right? I'm okay with it, but it's just like it feels rushed to me. Yeah, it's hard for me to figure out where everyone is. Like, are they on the same time scale or whatever? But like, and then. Um, like Jamie getting back and forth from Dorne, that went lightning quick too. Well, d- well, Jamie gets from King's Landing to the the Riverlands in an episode. Like yeah. that's supposed to be a long ways with an army. Anyway, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I I agree though, Jeff. Yeah, it, I guess if the price is it feeling rush versus <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just waiting on shit to happen forever. Yeah, it's it's worth it. But anyway, it was cool to see that they're there. They're, they're going to pretty much steal Euron's idea and go talk yeah. to try to lend their services to Daenerys. Jesus and... Christ, I hope one way or the other the boats get there. Like, yeah, I'm rooting for, <laughs> for Theon and Yara, though oh, I don't see how things are going to end well for them. Um, but, yeah, I hope the ships get there anyway. <laughs> Just so the option is there. Yeah, and... Um... Yeah, it's good. She pretty much tells Theon to kill himself or come back to himself <laughs> and drink, and then <laughs> and, and then she, and then she goes and bangs the hottest chick in the entire place. Yeah, um, she Wait, loves she yeah. loves the women. She does. Oh, she! I was gonna say Theon did that. He can't do that. No. <laughs> like physically. It's yeah, funny. She gives a speech. They're like, "I'm not gonna hurt you, brother. Now drink the fucking alcohol." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Peer pressure, oh, jeez. Also, I promise I won't make fun of the fact that you don't have a penis anymore. Yeah. She basically tells him that. <laughs> so how about, like, the one episode where it's like, build me a thousand ships, and then the next episode, how many ships do you think it would take to get <laughs> yeah, yeah, a thousand ships? A thousand, <laughs> easily. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was kind of silly. Oh. Yeah, I guess that's it. I mean, I think, yeah, these last three episodes are going to be pretty... Um, Interesting. I I just saw the names of the new the last three episodes, the titles, and I won't say it, yes. Sam, because they're spoilers. But spoilers. <laughs> those are spoilers for people who haven't watched. It. But anyway, they're, they're going to be interesting. Yeah. Um, I I. What's I called just... Ghost of Ned, which is really weird. <laughs> oh wow! What <laughs> when Tommen dies? What what? Yeah, one of them calls all the Starks die. That was kind of. I don't and... I don't know why they would give it away in the title like that. That's it's weird. <laughs> and the last one is Qui Gon's Noble End. <laughs> One, one. He's not even in the movie. It's a, a total spoiler. <laughs> he shows up and dies all in one episode. <laughs> one, one episode's called "Boobs and Dong" for sixty minutes. <laughs> so that one's gonna be a twist. It's, uh, There's yeah. no dong. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, or is it only dong? Oh no! Then they're all twisting. Yeah. <laughs> um, so or, honestly, the the only thing I'm looking forward to next week besides the zomb- zombie Gregor murdering uh, Faith Militant is uh, I-, I just want to see the hound go on his rampagement. Rampagement! Oh, he needs okay. more chickens. 
Let me let me ask you guys this. So those people who came were the Brotherhood without banners. Like last time we saw them, they were kind of peaceful. Yeah, I didn't get that. Maybe they just like some splinter group, or maybe they just like everybody else. Where the, a few of them are just assholes. Yeah, or they're faking it. Or they're faking it. Yeah, yeah, because that was weird. I thought those guys, last time we saw them, they were pretty chill. Like, or they were, or they were fighting for the small folk, anyways. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe it's all part of Ian McShane's plan. Where he <laughs> deliberately stoked the fires of the hound getting aggravated so that he could do hound things. Yeah, I, I also feel like they, they figured out some new how to make people look hang technology because they've they've gotten that well a couple times this season. It's pretty gruesome. Yeah. And Hodor, they did some hang t- technology with Hodor back in season one. Whoa! Oh. <laughs> He's got giant's blood in him. All right. Ew. I think that wraps up this week, unless you guys have anything else to say. Uh, I'm good. All right. Same here. All right. What are we talking about next week, Alex? Uh, I was inspired by Scott's speech, so we're going to do On Deadly Ground. Woo! <laughs> What about my speech to do Fight Club? No? <laughs> On Deadly Ground first and then Fight Club. Yeah. On Deadly right. Fight Club Ground. All right. Thanks for joining us, Clayton. And uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. You need to listen to Steven Seagal play the banjo. Seriously, which one is on Deadly Ground? What's the one about Kentucky? Oh, that's <laughs> Fire Down Below. God, uh, I was getting mixed up. Which sounds like oh. a sexual, uh, sexually transmitted disease. Well, I'll, I'm just going to talk about Fire Down Below next week. Yeah, yeah that's okay. fine. <laughs>